This is Chaplain McKinley trying out the first episode of our new podcast, Faith and UU, a podcast for everyone. Today we're going to be talking about one of my favorite stories from the Bible and a pretty contentious one, the parable of the Good Samaritan. This is a story that I think everyone has heard, but not everyone may have understood the full depth of what Jesus is getting to when he tells this story in the Gospel of Luke. So to start off, I want to do something that we used to do in seminary called Lectio Divina. It means sacred reading, and there are four aspects to it. The first part is to read this text once, twice, as many times as you want, to really internalize it. Then we're going to reflect upon it, ask questions of ourselves, make connections to our own life. We're going to respond to these reflections, and then we're going to rest and meditate on it the four R's of Lectio Divina. Read, reflect, respond, and rest. So to start off with, I want to read you through the text from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 10, verses 25 through 37. On one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law? Jesus replied. How do you read it? The law expert answered, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind. And love your neighbor as yourself. You've answered correctly, Jesus replied. Do this and you will live. But the law expert wanted to justify himself, so he asked Jesus, And who is my neighbor? In reply, Jesus said, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he was attacked by robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road. And when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. So too, a Levite when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was, and when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper and said, Look after him. When I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. So which of these three do you think was the neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of robbers? The expert in the law replied, The one who had mercy on him. Jesus told him, Go and do likewise. Amen. So a few things to point out in this passage that I think we're all pretty familiar with. We know the phrase, good Samaritan. It's a person who stops and helps someone on the side of the road. We have laws about being a good Samaritan that protect you from legal indemnation when you're trying to help. But we might miss some of the deeper attributes of this story. So first thing to know is that there's a story within a story here. The text starts out with an expert in the law who stands up to test Jesus and ask Jesus these inane questions. An expert in Jewish law asking Jesus questions about the law. 
And Jesus replies, what is written in the law? How do you read it? I like to think he's kind of exasperated. Like, why is this guy wasting my time? You're a law expert. What's written in the law? You tell me. And the expert answers kind of sarcastically, why love the Lord your God? Love your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus responds, I like to think, frustratedly, fine. You've answered correctly. Do this and you will live. Get out of my face. But the law expert keeps going, trying to trip Jesus up and says, and who is my neighbor? Trying to make a fool of Jesus. So Jesus tells this story, this parable of a famous road, the road from Jerusalem to Jericho, a road that everyone knows. It's the I-95 of the world at this point. Famous road where people get beaten up and robbed all the time. He tells the story of a man who's beaten, robbed, stripped of his garments, and left half dead in the desert. A common story that everyone has heard, seen, perhaps experienced. But he tells a story with a twist ending that no one sees coming. Because you see, Jesus tells the story and people expect to know the ending. It's like they're watching a Superman movie. And Superman is flying through the air, and Lois Lane is falling out of a building. You see the shot of Lois falling through the air, screaming, tumbling. But you know what's going to happen, because this is a Superman movie. Superman is going to come in and save the day, snatch Lois out of the air, saving her life. You know what's going to happen, because you've heard this story before. You've seen this movie before. Or not this movie, a movie just like it. So when Jesus tells this story... The folks think they know the ending, that someone is going to come along and be a good neighbor to this man. This Jewish man laying on the side of the road covered in blood and dirt. And a Jewish priest comes along the road, according to Jesus. A religious person, a leader in the temple, a rich man, you would think would be able to help this Jewish man who's been robbed. But he passes by on the other side. And then to a Levite, a temple official comes by another religious person who knows the Jewish laws to help this Jewish man on the side of the road. And Jesus pauses to say the man passes by on the other side. And then the Samaritan shows up. And a Samaritan is a person from Samaria who is not Jewish. The Samaritan is not Jewish, and this is important because... Not only is the Samaritan not Jewish, the Samaritan is really not Jewish. I think about the scene from The Lion King when Mufasa takes baby Simba up on top of Pride Rock and looks out and imagine him applying it to this and saying, this is the land of Israel. Everything the light touches is our kingdom full of Jewish people. And young Simba says, but what about that dark place over there? Ah, Simba, that is Samaria. You must never go there. That's who the Samaritans are. They're the untouchables, the enemy, the other, the people we don't like, the people we don't get along with, the people we would never touch, let alone marry, let alone help out on the side of the road. This is the Bloods helping the Crips. This is the Hatfields helping the McCoys. This is the Navy SEALs being helped by Al-Qaeda. They're as opposite as you can get. 
So the people hearing this story, they think they know that the Jewish priest is going to help, and he doesn't, oh, no, he has too many things on his mind. So the Levite, no, he's going to help. But he, too, passes by on the other side. He must be scared. But the Samaritan, the Samaritan, the one we don't touch, the one we don't like, our enemy, is stopping to help this man. And not only does he help him, he goes the extra mile, bandages his wounds, disinfects them with oil and alcohol puts the man on his own donkey, brings him to an inn, pays for his room, promises to reimburse any extra expenses, goes out of his way to help the Jewish man. And then Jesus finishes this incredible story by turning it back on the law expert who had the audacity to challenge him in the first place and says, so you tell me, which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of robbers? And I like to think the expert in the law replies sheepishly, ashamedly, defeatedly, and the one who had mercy on him. And Jesus gives him one final barb and says, then go and do likewise. Quit wasting my time, quit wasting your time, quit wasting the gifts that God has given you, asking me these inane questions when we are called to be out there helping those in need giving of ourselves what we can. That is the heart of this gospel, the heart of this parable, a story that is flipped on its edge. You think you know the ending, that this is a story about personal charity, about how you just need to be a good person and help out. But it's much deeper, much richer, much more intoxicating. It calls for an entire change to a system that says there are others and there are us. There's them and there's we. The story flips on its head any notions of unclean, forbidden, alien. It's a story where you least expect what's going to happen. The person you would least expect who shows up and saves the day. In the Superman analogy, it's not Superman who saves Lois Lane, it's Lex Luthor. That is the radical heart of this passage from the Gospel of Luke. Something we can read, we can reflect on, and we can ask the questions. Who am I in this story? Because I think that's what makes us so powerful. When Jesus talks to this expert in the law, surely the expert in the law can't help but hear himself in this story. Maybe in the priest, the expert of Jewish law, or in the Levite, the expert of Jewish law, both of whom pass by on the other side. And this law expert who thinks he knows what it means to be a good neighbor, he knows so well he's going to show up Jesus by coming to the area to question him and test him. And it turns out he hears himself and the ones who are not neighborly. So the question for us is, who do we hear ourselves as in the story? Are we the good Samaritan? Are we the person beaten and robbed in need of help? Are we the ones who pass by on the other side? I can think of times when I have been all three. I'm sure that you can as well. And I think the point of the story is not to look down upon the priest and the Levite who pass by on the other side because they may have legitimate reasons for not being able to help. 
Maybe they want to and feel unable. Maybe they're weak. Maybe they're scared. I think rather the emphasis is on the fact that the Samaritan, the other, the change that he wants to see in the world is made right then and there on the road from Jerusalem to Jericho. He takes the man in, has pity on him, takes care of him, changes the system around to care for those in need. It's more than just personal charity. It's working against the very powers in the world that would prevent you from thinking there's any other solution to this than a personal one. There is an economic, a social, and a political solution to helping those in need on the side of the road, those who have been beaten, robbed, stripped of dignity, and left to die by an unforgiving system. Jesus turns all of that on his head, points it out that this is the message he was supposed to send. This is the heart of the gospel, and that we, dear friends, are to go and do likewise. Go and do likewise. He's not saying you have to be the Samaritan all the time. He's not saying you have to be perfect. Just go and do likewise. Do what you can when you can. Help those in need in whatever way you can for as long as you can. Work against the systems that put them there in the first place. Stop the robberies before it ever starts. With these ideas in our mind and the prayers of all those who came before us on our lips, we lift our souls up into the divine, shouting out to the holy, give us strength and courage to love and serve others, to love and serve you with gladness and singleness of heart. Amen. <laughs>